0: And away we go. Welcome on into another episode of Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5. And anywhere on that free iHeartRadio app, just search Outdoor Adventures there. You can listen for free anytime, anywhere with the free iHeartRadio app. Another great fall day here in the state of Minnesota. I'm Stan Poggle, average everyday outdoorsman and two-time reigning bottle bass champion. And the head cheese, head honcho the king and the queen of the show, legendary guide and freshwater fishing Hall of Famer, Chris Kudak, alongside, as always, how we doing, bud?
1: Good, good. Just taking the day, nice day in, and uh, leaves are all gone, so now it's time to go when the grass ever, ground ever dries up to go get the leaves off the ground, but that could be next spring, the way it looks.
0: Yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping the leaves get down, too, because uh, I do some lawn work, as a lot of people know, and... And I'm usually done by about the first week, you know, right before deer hunting. That's kind of when I wrap things up. And I think I might be a week or two behind this year because in my area, they just are not falling. We haven't had that hard freeze yet, but it looks like it may be coming here after this wonderful weekend we're having.
1: Well, I got up this morning and I got some puddles in my yard, as you know, from all the rain we've had. And I had ice on all the puddles. I talked to a few other guys that uh, drive around the country and. For their jobs and they said they're everybody every you know the little place the little puddles were were locked up the rivers are so high around here that it's going to take a while because we got lots of rain here in the last uh, week or so and uh, you know the leaves are gone i mean there's a few trees that are still holding some leaves but the majority of them i think all the neighbors blew a my yard so i'm trying to call them to see if they'll come over and get their leaves but it ain't working out so well for
0: me. <laughs> you like to trade those leaves in once yeah we all would but uh I was thinking here this morning, too, and with the cooler temps coming up, and it's been a little bit cooler on the overnights, and I'm thinking I bet you there's some crust forming up on that northern border on Lake of the Woods somewhere.
1: Oh, I believe, yep, up there. I I believe believing they're going to get snow this weekend. They're talking, and, you know, you you drive down the roads now, and it's amazing. The guys with their pickups, their trailers, their four-wheelers, Everybody's got that deer hunting itch, and grouse hunting, and pheasant hunting, and goose hunting, and you know, the Ripley's open this weekend for the bull hunters. They they hunt tomorrow. I talked to I know some guys that are up there hunting, and uh, they're they're in line. They're they're waiting for for the big shoot off in the morning, so they can drive like maniacs to get where they're going <laughs> on Ripley. And hopefully they'll get some deer. They've had a lot of lot of success up there and you know they got sport shows going on I jt's got one this weekend out in lakeville with a bunch of new products and he's got a bunch of vendors in there um you know there's all kinds of stuff going on this time of year
0: yeah it's definitely a great time of the year to get out and enjoy uh, not only fall colors those are kind of wrapped up but i mean everybody like you said getting ready for deer hunting and and people doing some grouse hunting i got my buddy from alaska he's coming down here this week and sounds like he's going to Refill the freezer for the season. I, I don't think the guy's been to a grocery store in probably 20 years. So good for him. But he's going to be coming down and doing some hunting here back home, and and it uh, sounds like it's going to be a good hunt for him. So everybody getting out there and enjoying it, and everybody looking forward to the ice season. We chatted with tackle Terry Toomey or last week, and got a lot of tips from him. And and I was chatting with a buddy last night, and and he's thinking of maybe getting a getting another fish house, another wheelhouse. He started out with a little bit smaller one and has gradually gone up from there. And I think he may upgrade one more time here. So everybody's getting that itch and everybody's starting to talk about ice fishing. And and we got a couple presents in the mail today, too, which I'm real happy to uh, say. We'll be chatting with uh, Scott Keeley of Iconic Fishing here in just a bit. And he makes uh, custom rods uh, and very reasonably priced as well. And we had a chance to check those out and... And I got to admit they're they're nice rods and very reasonably priced, and we'll be chatting with him a little bit later too because everybody's got that itch for the ice fish. And I was sitting there, you know, I got those wraps on there and I had it, and I was, you know, bending the tip a little bit and feeling the backbone and you know jigging it, and I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to get in that house.
1: Oh, you bet. Uh, you know, they they they. I don't know how long they've been around, but like you said, we got them on the radio here this afternoon or just. This- this evening and and we're gonna go find out where where we could get these where, where people could get them and what shows they are going to be at and he's got some reel wraps that uh, go they're binders that go over to the butt of the rod to hold your reels on which are kind of nice and and we'll we'll get all the particulars what they got I, I believe they even make some summer rods too but we'll we'll, we'll have to get uh get it when we get him on we'll have to ask him a, a bunch of questions I do like the big eyes that he's got on this rod I mean they're they're uh, really nice eyes for getting the bobber stop through. So when you're when you're jigging and stuff with jigging wraps or the slip bobbers, you know, you can get your bobber stops through them. And they won't freeze. You know, they, it'll take a little more to freeze them up, I believe.
0: Definitely. So we will be chatting with Scott Keeley of Iconic Fishing here coming up in the next segment. We'll also get into some news from the outdoors. Uh, more uh ways for you to serve on different committees as far as outdoors go so we'll try to uh get you updated on that also uh there is uh some new things online with the DNR and I tried to check these out and you know I I think it's going to take a little bit of playing with but the DNR now has has these maps on their website and you can you can download those so for like walk in trails uh, uh a snowmobile trails stuff like that hiking trails it has that all online now so a lot of people obviously using you know smart devices and and so it's just another way for people to get outdoors so we'll get into that a little bit later and and uh the guy we're going to be having on he's from des moines so another iowan i heard got the state uh, uh catch and release record here the other day
1: yeah i believe he was up on Vermillion and uh landed a big muskie, and I guess it's a new catch and release state record. i seen a little bit of it on Facebook, and, you know, it's it's that time of the season. I'll tell you what. The guys on Mille Lacs, from what I understand, I haven't been up there for, for oh, a few days, but I was talking to a bunch of the guys that are up there fishing muskies, and they're fishing smallmouth, and, you know, and they are getting some big perch up there. But these little lakes around me over by Mora and by Aiken, I was talking to a lot of buddies that are up there catching panfish, and they are having a huge amount of fun and catching a lot of a lot of big crappies and sunnies. And you know, they give me a call and tell me to come up, but I took a little nosedive here a week or so ago, and I haven't been venturing too far from the from the recliner. I'm kind of been in tough shape here, so I got to watch my P's and Q's. Hopefully, I can get this straightened out before uh, before too long.
0: Yeah, you definitely only have a couple more weeks till you gotta climb up in that stand again, so you gotta make sure you're good.
1: Oh, well, you bet. That's why uh the boys have been out there getting the trails already, getting everything ready and they'll they'll get uh before season there they'll you know, I can drive the four wheeler right to my stand, so I I don't have to work so hard at it anymore. I got her, I gotta pretty well pretty well figured out nowadays. And once I get there I don't, you know, crawl up in her and I'm good to go. I'll turn the heater on and Get the recliner and sit down there and wait for him to walk by.
0: You got her made up in that deer stand. I tell you what, that would be a, a nice to have a recliner up there. I'm sure, but I don't know how much how much hunting you're doing up there. I mean, you must have a one heck of a plot where you're at if if you can kick back in the recliner and not worry about it.
1: I, I got I'm, all, I'm hunting a, a big hardwoods is what it is. I mean, it's big woods with some swamps, and I'm kind of right right on the funnel. Joe, he's my son. He's on the he's got a, a my other stand, and he's on the river. So they they cross the river and they come right in front of them. And uh, good deer sign over there. Lots of scrapes, lots of rubs, lots of acorns, lots of food for them. And they've been using the trail. So, yeah, we should have a good deer opener. We got Ron Sher coming back up again. And we're going to put him over on the Rum River at a, at Elby's house over there. And log a big field down there. And, and uh, they've been seeing some big deers over there. I got some reports from a few of the neighbors that there's four or five big bucks running around there. So hopefully Ronnie will get to shoot one.
0: So we will have Scott Keeley with Iconic Fishing to talk about his uh, custom ice rods here in the next segment. Also, the West Nile virus numbers are in with the rough grouse population. So we'll go over that as well here a little bit later in the show about 545. You're listening to Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 1035 and anywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Outdoor Adventures rolls on. Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and anywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. You can listen anytime for free on the free iHeartRadio app. Just uh, search Outdoor Adventures. Stan Poggle and Chris Kudak alongside me. And we're going to get right into it with our good friend, uh, new friend, Scott Keeley of Outdoor Adventures and IconicFishing.com. Kudak and He's got some pretty nice rods. We got him in the mail here today and you mentioned it a little bit before the break, Kuduk. but one thing I noticed and right away is that especially that last eyelet, it wasn't one of those little tiny ones where you always get ice up, then your bobber stop doesn't go through and you spend more time screwing around, pulling your line out and getting the ice off. So so that's gonna be a good thing for me.
1: Yeah, and then it's also you know, he's got an orange tip on it, so you'll be able to see the the light bite when you get one because I, you know, when you get get the too many of them uh, bottles that you drink, <laughs> you can't see stuff. But this bright orange on there, you might be able to see that.
0: They're always thinking of us, Kudak. And well, let's bring them on right now, Scott Keeley of Iconic Fishing out of Des Moines. So uh, I hope you have some Minnesota jokes ready for us, Scott. Are you there? yes i am how are we doing today doing good how are you it's another beautiful day and i'm sure it's probably a little bit warmer down in your neck of the woods but uh tell us a little bit about iconic fishing and and what you guys do and kind of how it started and and why you're making custom rods because there's a lot of them out there so let's hear your spiel
2: okay yeah certainly uh iconic fishing uh really developed out of a passion for fishing, like a, a lot of things develop out of, you're passionate about a sport, you're passionate about a career or a field or something that you wanna make a impact on, um, is it was, it was really a shared passion between a, between a few friends. And, you know, we're, we're, we're using different products. Um, you know, we're fishing all over you know, North America at, at, you know, open water and ice fishing, and and we started to get frustrated a little bit because you know we're spending good hard-earned money on equipment that was failing on us, and you know we looked at how do how do we how do we do better? You know, because if I'm holding this rod or I'm using this piece of tackle, and it's good. But if, if a little more effort or thought or energy was put into it, it'd be really good. And it probably wouldn't fail as often that um, it, it does. So we kind of set out to, you know, based on a passion for fishing, uh, start making quality products that are dependable, that people are confident in using, and that they last. And really with the, the end goal of all that was to to be successful on the water. Um, so the, the custom rod lineup that you're talking about, that's really our open water stuff where we're building uh, essentially one-off open water rods for people. And we really don't even advertise that a whole lot just because there's, there's a lot of time and energy that goes into – building a, a, a truly a, a custom a custom rod being a being a one-off with a particular blank a particular action and, and power type of components and, and you know how you're holding the rod what's the technique that you're looking to, to use this instrument or precision tool so to speak uh in now our our ice rods uh they're not custom rods, and, and we, we don't, we don't uh, advertise them as, as being custom rods and, and don't promote them that way because they are made in, a, uh, in production versus um, having it, it was built out of taking custom components, changing things, uh, changing the taper on the blanks, Getting that what we considered that perfect you know, curve in the rod when it's loaded, ensuring that it's spined correctly, which is very important, and using you know high quality products as we as we develop these. So they started off as as custom builds, you know, built built right here in in the shop that I'm sitting in right now. Um, However, in, in order once we got it to the point where, like, yeah, that that's right. Now we we got that one, we got that one right. We broke a lot of stuff trying to get it, trying to get it right. Um, and it, it takes it takes years. But uh, once we thought we had it right, and we said, okay, let, how do how do we how do we make two hundred of these? How do we make five hundred of these? and in our mind at that point it's no longer a custom rod because it's only custom to the point where we decided you know what it was with the input of many others you know what 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 that rod was going to look like what it was going to act like and and what it was going to do
0: what are some of the things scott that you noticed you mentioned earlier that you know part of the reason you started this is the passion but also just your experience with with some of the products out there that are available. What are some of the things that you noticed that that you made changes to to make it better?
2: Well, you know, I, I don't want to mention any companies or anything like that, but some of the things, even like the the placement, like on a uh, like on a hook keeper, or the lack of having a a, a hook keeper on a rod. It doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal, right? But often I'll see people take a jig or a spoon, whether it's got one hook or it's got a couple treble hooks on it. And without having a place to put it on a, on a hook keeper, they'll put it in the eyelet or they'll put it in the base of the guide next to the eyelet and you pick your stuff up, you grab your Vexlar or your sonar or you get your auger and you, you you move or you drive or you walk or whatever next place. What you don't realize is that line that fishing line is sitting right next to a hook and it's probably behind a barb. And as you're moving around, it, that it's creating abrasions and marks and stuff on your line. And then, you know, kudos to the folks that have uh um, hook keeper, you know, simple as it may be, having it in the right place, so one, it doesn't interfere with how you hold your ice fishing rod. If you like to have your your index finger or a different finger in direct contact with the blank, you have room in front of the handle to do that, but also that it is, is placed with the orientation correctly, so if you got some wind or a breeze, and you're letting line out, it doesn't um, loop over top of the hook keeper and get get hung up. You know, so it, it's it's really subtle things that, like I said, that are, um, you know, they're great products that we were using. We spent a lot of money on other people's stuff, and as you use it, you kind of got a little frustrated, like. Well, you know, it, we just, you know, if it just had this, it, it'd be dynamite.
1: So,
0: exactly. And I you know Kudak. I know you know exactly what he's talking about. I'm guessing.
1: Oh yeah, I've I've uh, had many many lures. The uh, you know lines twist up on your disc or stress up on that. Or, you know me, I throw mine in my bucket. and you know if they, they don't stay in the hook keeper. It's all tangled up.
0: We are chatting with Scott Keeley of Iconic Fishing. You can find more information and uh, get uh, more on their products at IconicFishing.com. We've got to take a quick break here for the news. We'll be back with Scott Keeley of IconicFishing.com. Coming up next here on Outdoor Adventures, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and anywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Second half of Outdoor Adventures and Twin Cities News Talk AM 11:30. I'm Stan Pago alongside my Hall of Fame fishing buddy Chris Kudak, and we are chatting with Scott Keeley of IconicFishing.com. Got videos, all their products right there at IconicFishing.com. And we started off talking a little bit of why Scott, you started this company and started uh, working on these products, but let's get into a little bit where you're going to be because i know uh down in iowa it, fishing's a little bit different than it is up here in minnesota so can you chat a little bit about that kind of you know uh where the main areas are rivers streams reservoirs stuff like that
2: yeah certainly you know you're exactly right uh the, the fishing is a little different uh down here than it is up in up in minnesota and uh Further north you you get, uh, you need a little bit, you know, better equipment. The further north you go is kind of what we found. Uh, Just deal with those extreme temperature swings and stuff that you get or just uh, really locking it in, you know, at a constant low temp. So, you know, around here, there's a diverse um, fisheries opportunities here. In, In southern Iowa, the Department of Natural Resources has done a bunch of work on some smaller lakes and added a lot of structure, uh, really increased some stocking efforts. And there's opportunities for, you know, in in some lakes around uh, the southern part of the state uh, for bluegills, crappie, perch, walleye. uh, And then those lakes down south usually have a fairly good-sized population of largemouth bass in them, too. As As you move up, uh, more towards the center of the state, there's a lot of farm pond fishing that goes on. There's also uh, a, a couple of um, uh, reservoirs, being Sailorville Reservoir, which isn't a real draw for anybody uh, that's fishing. It's more of a recreation lake in the summertime. But just north of it, Big Creek, uh, which is actually a small lake, it's funny that it's called Big Creek, but uh, that one's very diverse too. Um, Muskie in there, real nice walleye, uh, great crappie population, a bunch of white bass in there. Then, as you get further up to north central and northwest Iowa around the Iowa Great Lakes, Spirit Lake, Okoboji, even over by Spencer, a lot of guys are familiar with that area, you know, giant bluegill, real nice perch, there's some dandy walleye in there and northern pike as well. Uh, Clear Lake, Iowa. Is, uh, if you're not familiar with that, it, it's in the northern third or northern quarter of the state, right down the middle off I-35, and uh, that thing is just loaded with yellow bass. There's some nice perch in there, and there's also some um, some real good, real good populations of walleye in that.
0: Well, one thing I noticed, and I actually lived in that kind of Iowa Great Lakes, Spencer Spirit Lake, and you know Five Island and Okaboji and all those. But I know one time I did take a trip south and headed to Des Moines, and I believe it was I eighty. I was coming across, if if I remember right, but there was literally guys just right alongside the interstate on a. I swear it was a pond as big of a as a garage. And I just, it just boggled my mind. I mean, I was just like, what the heck is Are they really fishing in there? But, you know, it, it goes to show that uh, it, is a, it is a little bit different animal down in that neck of the woods. It was really interesting.
2: Yeah, it is. And, and uh, the, the last couple of winters, we've spent a lot of time up in uh, Mille Lacs and uh, Leech Lake area. Uh, my other partner, uh, Scott, he's he, he got a... Pretty nice setup up there, and uh, we spent a lot of time out on out on the ice and we do a lot of our product development up there, uh, just because of those ex- extreme temperatures, and, you know, your deeper water fishing, you know, an opportunity for bigger fish to really test your equipment out. So some of the things we have coming out in the future are uh, actually even later this year, this season, you're going to see is, uh, you know, was tuned and and tested and and redone based on what we learned uh, fishing up at uh, Mille Lacs and uh, Beach Lake. So we're excited about that. Uh, You talked about some of the shows going on uh, here starting already next weekend. We're up at uh, Clear Lake Bait and Tackle, up at Kevin Paul's place there in Clear Lake, Iowa. Uh, The following weekend, Cable's over in Spirit Lake has their event, and then also we'll be at the Ice Institute in Sioux Falls that same weekend. We'll follow that up going into, um, into uh, December. Shields has their Ice Fest in, um, in Sioux City, and then the Fargo Ice Show December 13th through the 15th. And we're, we're trying to get uh, some more shows in, in, in the Minnesota area where we can get up there. It's just with some uh, being real small and some conflicts with other events and uh, family commitments and stuff we've got going on, kind of preventing us from, from spreading our wings and having a personal presence in, in the area. But there's a handful of guys up in that Mille Lacs area and uh, Minnetonka area that um, have used our stuff. You know, you can check out uh, all kinds of posts from guys being very successful with our equipment. On the ice last year. That they um, you know, go to the Facebook page at Iconic Fishing, or on our website, IconicFishing.com, and it's it's spelled. Just so everybody knows too, it's E Y E C O N I C. So it's like a walleye.
0: Yeah. So it's
2: iconic is E Y E C O N I C. So check out at Iconic Fishing on uh, Facebook, uh, IconicFishing.com. Uh, also, you can find us on Twitter, um, Iconic Fishing. There, so we got uh, a couple of uh, what we think are top-notch uh, ice rods out there, and our Ice Bite uh, premium reel retention bands. Uh, five-year warranty on on everything that that we've got out there. So, uh, don't be afraid to check us out. Ask some questions on, online or on on social media. Shoot us a note, and we'll. If you have any questions, we'd be happy to address them for the crowd.
0: Well, you can always get a hold of Kuduk. I know he likes to buy the beer and buy the lunch up there when we go up to Mille Lacs, so maybe he can help you out, right, Kudak?
1: Well, you know, the neighbors just walked in the house, and they grabbed this fishing rod out of my hand, and they're, and they're drooling now. <laughs> and these two, it's a husband and wife, will die, zilia Zelia, and, uh, uh, I got a feeling they they might have iconic rods coming now soon.
2: <laughs> That's fantastic. You know, you talk about the subtleties in that. and It's a little tough to describe, you know, when, uh, for the viewers to see. But as as you load that rod and put a bend in it, what you'll notice is our eyes stay straight down the middle of the road. They're not twisting and torquing out to the side. And people say, well, you know, does it really matter? Well, if I'm going to spend $85 on a rod, it matters to me. So if I'm asking somebody else to do that, I want to make sure that they have the confidence that that rod was built right.
0: We are chatting with Scott Keeley. Just a couple of minutes left with him of IconicFishing.com, and it's spelled E-Y-E as in walleye, IconicFishing.com. You can find all their products and information there. And, uh... We thank you again for, for chatting with us. It was a, it was a fun conversation. And, and anything else you want to throw out there? And I was going to say, too, we are working on a, a little rendezvous out on the waters of Mille Lacs this winter. We're working on maybe doing a little small uh, ice fishing show type uh, deal out there, Kudak and I. So maybe we'll uh, get in touch with you and you do that. And you can maybe come up. And like I said, Kudak's always willing to buy okay
2: we got a we got a little uh uh whiff of that event that you might be putting on we would we'd absolutely love to be part of it and uh be able to showcase some stuff up there for you especially with some new things that we got coming uh coming out here soon and gentlemen i appreciate you having uh having me on today and uh if uh you know that opportunity in the future uh, certainly would uh, jump at the chance to visit again. A lot of fun. Thank you,
0: Scott Keeley of Iconic Fishing. That's e y e IconicFishing.com Fishing dot com. Iconic Fishing dot com. And I got to rib you a little bit. You're probably the second best thing that ever come out of Iowa, Scott. I'll tell you that. With these rods, I, I really uh, thank you for sending one so we could check them out. And like I said, uh, I was really impressed with the materials and. And like you said, with the eyes, the alignments, those things were dead on. It had that nice uh, little bit bigger eyelet on the end, so you're not getting nice up. But I have to ask you, as a Minnesotan, if you do know the answer to this question, what the number one best thing to ever come out of Iowa was.
2: Boy, I don't know. you put me on the spot.
0: That would be I-35. Thank you very much. (laughs)
2: You got
0: it. (laughs) Take her easy, Scott. We appreciate it. All right. Bye-bye. That is Scott Keely of IconicFishing.com. Well, Kudak, we got one more quick segment. We'll go through uh, the numbers from the West Nile tests on rough grouse population, also uh, the mandatory CWD testing going on, and a few more other notes and news from the outdoors when we return one final time here on Outdoor Adventures on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5, and anywhere on the free iHeartRadio app.
1: we going to do what they say can be done. We've got a long way to go and a short
0: time to get there. Time is found kind of just what right don't bandit run. One final segment of Outdoor Adventures here on Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, FM 103.5 and anywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, too. You can search Outdoor Adventures there. Pictures of her friend and family, acquaintances, experts in the field, news from the outdoors, all on her Facebook. Just search outdoor adventures. Well, Kudak, we got one final segment here, and, and sounds like Scott has a lot of shows going on there, and we have a few of our own coming up in the area. We got the Adrenaline Sports Show, I believe that is this weekend up here in the Metro, and you mentioned uh, JT uh, as well, Joe Bricko. They got a sports show down in Lakeville, too. I heard what's going on down there this week.
1: That's tomorrow. They got a bunch of new sponsors or not new sponsors, but a bunch of sponsors with all their new products down there in Lakeville at the auditorium or civic center or something down there and what else is going on there's there's a couple more more shows going on, but they're like at the at the like the shields or something some there's a few more you get gotta go online in the ice, ice fishing deal but uh, did, did Scott mention where where they could find his his rods? Does he have any, any any vendors, any any shows, or any any stores?
0: I did not get that from him. I'll we'll have to check with that, and uh, we can post that later on on our Facebook. But I'm sure if you get a hold of them on uh, either Facebook or on their website, there's a contact link there. So if you do have a question about that, but uh, that's one uh, I guess we didn't have time to get in, which we probably should have. But uh, we will definitely get that information out there for the listeners. Uh, some news from the outdoors, Kudak. Uh, you can use these online maps now. Well, you can't because you have that stupid flip phone yet. But you can find public land, uh, plan your routes, uh, hunting locations, and uh, get a better idea of the terrain, of a rough, gouse, rough grouse management areas, hunter walking trails, uh, CWD zones, all that information. Now you can get on this uh new uh dnr maps and it's it's kind of cool i used it a little bit when we took that trip up to your neck of the woods here a few weeks ago and, and it, it's really kind of cool because you can just search in and, and and find you know my wildlife management areas and, and four-wheeler trails and, and and hunting trails and all that so it's kind of a cool deal
1: oh yeah i i got some guys that they they've been using it now for a week or two but you know curry he's up at his place he called me the other day. uh He's up there seeing some grouse. I talked to Porker here. He's been guiding for grouse hunting. He guides all over uh, the state, and then he's going to go out and do some filming in Michigan or whatever from Focus Outdoors. But they said they did pretty good on grouse and woodcock over on the state uh, state land over here at Black Forest. And, and you know the guys that are out doing pheasant. I see some guys pheasant here the other day, and I, I talked to them, and, and they they see a lot of birds. I mean it's it's there's there's more birds around than what people say and what they think. I guess.
0: Yeah, it sounds like most of the people that have been out in the field have been been doing relatively well, and you mentioned grouse, and the numbers from last year are in on those West Nile numbers, and I know we've chatted a lot about this on the show with Rob Driesland of the Outdoor News, but of the 273 samples that hunters harvested in Minnesota last year, uh, 12.5% had something consistent with West Nile virus exposure, and that was confirmed in about four percent and uh, likely, in about nine percent of them now it didn't find it inside their hearts when they're harvested, so that's a good thing because they weren't sick, but it sounds like it's it's similar to other states in our area. If you go over to Wisconsin, it looks like they're a little bit higher quite a bit actually we're at about twelve and a half they're at twenty nine percent and then in Michigan, they're about where we're at at thirteen percent, so we'll have to kind of keep an eye on this and and see if that's going to be another issue for us uh, just like the cwd is well and and
1: i i read something here the other day the d i think it was from the dnr that now they're going to be checking our deer because there's something in the blood in some of these deer so they're going to i i can't remember how it all went but there's something in the i don't know if it's from ticks or what it is but there's something in the in the deer that they're going to have to be checking for their blood now or doing something and You'll have to go on the DNR website to see it, but there is, there's something going on with that now, too.
0: Yeah, and there's that mandatory CWD testing in certain zones. you got that southeast section there where where there's uh, been a lot of uh, CWD in that area, and then kind of in your neck of the woods, kind of more south, a little bit of you uh, in that central region, and then uh, another region up in the north-central area as well. So in those areas, in certain areas, so make sure if you uh, haven't been out in a while that you – you check those regulations because a lot of things have changed with this CWD coming in. It's uh, they're really, really taking, I guess, the bull by the horn, so to speak, and 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 trying to get a handle on this.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it seems like every year there's there's something with the with the deer, the uh, you know, the ducks or whatever. When's it going to When's it going to quit? They got to figure out what's 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 going on. Or you know, guys out in the woods getting lives disease and you just don't know pretty soon you won't be able to eat the fish because they got some disease though
0: that is true and i was going to ask you too with the with the wet conditions kudak how how does that does that affect anything or does that make the deer run more or run less or or lay down and take naps or what is that going to affect you at all
1: well they now they'll tend that you know where we're hunting is a big woods and there's big swamps over there so uh, there's a few of them that'll travel the swamps, but they're going to take the easiest path they can. So they're going to skirt them swamps and, you know, go in the, the funnels where they go through. I mean, we're hunting on a river, so they do. Where we're hunting, we're in the low ground there, so they cross the river over there where, where Joe's stand is. So, you know, and there's a lot of corn out. I mean, there's a lot of corn. We've had a good bumper bumper crop of acorns this year. I mean, they're everywhere. It's You know, the guys that sit out there and put their time in, I think they'll shoot some nice deer. And there's a lot of big deer around.
0: Yeah, I chatted with the uh, old friend back here in my hometown here the other day, and he hunts uh, kind of, I guess, the uh, New Ulm area a little bit north of there. And he said a lot of nice bucks in that area. And I know New Ulm especially down in that river bottom, they, they always grow some nice ones down there. So I think uh, in that area, two things are going to be pretty well as the same as in your neck of the woods. But in other DNR news, uh, they're seeking apps now to serve on Aquatic Invasive Species Advisory Committee those apps are due on Monday November 11th and this is something we've chatted a lot about and with with you and I especially I think there's a lot of you know maybe skepticism on on what the exact end game is and what the exact reasons for all this are and you know in my mind nature's nature and and you're not going to be able to prevent everything but I guess they're trying to do their best so if you want to serve on those invasive species Council there, Kudak. Here's your chance.
1: No, every time I get at one of them, they throw me out of there. (laughs) I wonder why.
0: I wonder why.
1: Well, I don't know. We don't get along too well. I I got my train of thinking, and they got their train of thinking, and most of the time uh, mine's not the same as theirs.
0: That is right. Let's get on to some uh, more fun news. The DNR has certified a new catch-and-release state record muskie out of Lake Vermilion. He caught and released Minnesota's new state record, muskie, 57 and a quarter inch, what he called a true giant, and they checked it out. Uh, It was 57 and a quarter inch long, had a 25 and a half inch girth with an estimated weight of about 47 pounds. The previous catch and release record was a 56 and seven eighths fish caught on Pelican Lake in Ottertail County back in 2016. and. I tell you what, between 56 and 7 eighths, and 57 and a quarter, boy, there ain't much there.
1: No, no, but uh, I will guarantee you that there will be a state muskie taken out of Mille Lacs
0: what are you
1: pretty soon. I, I would say in the, in the next couple of years, there will be one taken out of Mille Lacs, state record.
0: Well, that's what they always hear. They hear it's either in Mille Lacs or Minnetonka, and I know there's been some hogs taken out of out of both of them, and wasn't there one here in Mille Lacs here, was that this year or last year, or maybe a couple of years ago, where where they caught this huge muskie and then they didn't realize there was the catch and release record or a state record and they threw it back or something?
1: Well, I believe they caught one in the net here a few years ago. That was a state record and it ended up getting killed. And I, I have heard there's been one or two that's been killed in the nets. But, i you know i haven't seen them but that's what i just hear from her from around the lake from from people that live there and you know there there's going to be a state record bass taken out of malax too sooner or later probably a northern too because there are some big ones in there old val caught one here a few months ago or a month ago over in over at wigwam bay in her secret spot out there but she won't tell nobody what she was using but ru- ru- rumor has it she was using uh, uh a gill net in a in a bait <laughs> net.
0: yeah she she pot shotted it i heard yeah, yeah i I think she went to the bait store and
1: found one that was hanging up in the wall and took a picture it sat in the boat it <laughs> like, like it was a big fish but no she caught she i heard she caught it on a sucker or lindy rigging they were bass fishing and in, in the big old northern and grabbed a hold of it but it was uh i asked them if they if they put it in the live well and they said no nah, it was too big for the live well
0: well, uh, we, we have a lot of planning to do for that uh, big event we're working on up in Mille Lacs here, and I'm thinking, you know, maybe we should have it in mid-February, right around my birthday. What do you think? We'll celebrate well, it both I'd at be, once. That would be the, probably a good time to do it, because then you could lose your title. Oh, wow. You must have been talking to Uncle Phil again last night, I'm guessing.
1: No, no, he was watching the Vikings game, but he's in there practice. he's been practicing for the last... Four or five months, so he's getting her down pretty good.
0: Sounds good. Uh, what do you got going this week? I'm guessing getting ready for deer hunting,
1: huh? Yeah, getting clothes washed and you know doing everything for the kid because he's down down in the Mankato area. So I got to get all that stuff ready and get food ready for him when they come up. I got a big pork line we're going to put on the grill for Saturday night. Ooh. Yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll have a good old time. Hopefully, I'm hopefully I'm upright by then.
0: Well, you tell Uncle Phil to keep practicing because he's going to need it. That's legendary guy in freshwater fishing Hall of Famer, Chris Kuduk. I'm Stan Poggle, average everyday outdoorsman and two-time reigning bottle bass champion. Enjoy your time in the outdoors. Thanks for listening. Feel free to check us out on Facebook. You can search Outdoor Adventures there. And don't forget, you can listen anytime online with the free iHeart Radio app. Just search Outdoor Adventures. Chatting some beer next with Jew and Schmidty, the Minnesota beer cast at the top of the hour. Enjoy your time in the outdoors. We'll see ya.